Hello, 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 and good evening or morning, whenever you happen to be watching and listening. Uh, this is Victoria with Dream Docs, and we're going to talk today in our Tuesday night webinar, which you can find live on Facebook on our Dream Dog Central Florida Dog Training Facebook page at 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday nights, and that's Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we also then upload this to YouTube, and we upload it to our podcast called How to Train Your Service Dog. So either of those works, and it works amazing. So if you'd like to listen, if you'd like to watch, or if you'd like to be involved, we've got something for you. And today, what we're going to talk about is... Disney versus Universal Studios uh, for service dogs with your service dog and which one's better. Now, before we get started, we've got to share a little bit. Uh, it's cold. I'm in a tank top. It was gorgeous. We were outside today here. I don't know what the high was. I mean, it was on the cool side, but I used to live outside Milwaukee and I much prefer this versus way up north. Um, but we got our storm doors put on. So we have six doors that lead to the outside of our house. Um, two in the dog room, one in the office, one in the bedroom, the kitchen, and the living room. So we have six doors in total. And whenever we went in to order the doors, we told them we needed six of them. And the guy says, these only go outside. And we're like, yeah, we have six doors that go outside. And we wanted the storm doors for all of them. So we got the storm doors with, uh, it, it's full glass, you know, we'll split in half glass. And then you can pull down and it's the screen there. So we don't have to, you know, take out the storm door or anything like that. And then we can leave it shut and get the full light in. Well, for one of the dog room doors and for the bedroom, which is where I shoot this, we got doggy doors. And we've never, ever had doggy doors before. I mean, just the fact that we'd leave the door open and the dogs would go in and out, but so would the bugs. And it was really gross. So we've been working on getting Gypsy and Zoe and Rue used to the doggy doors. So Gypsy, I think, finally figured it out. And while I'm doing this, I have the door open because it's so nice here. And Gypsy's been coming in and out of the doggy door. So if you hear squeak, squeak, and then she disappears, yeah, she's figured out doggy doors. And we do have that, that slide in so you can shut it off because uh, I figured I don't want goats and chickens ending up in my house. But, um, but it's cute. I'm glad we have that to try. Okay, so that's what's going on here. Um, we have been, oh gosh, going into withdrawal from Disney. Uh, we haven't been there since last month. Um, but we were hoping to go tomorrow. We have a dog coming in tomorrow, so I don't know. Uh, we had the, the contractors were here for two weeks, so that really cut down on what we could do because we didn't want to leave them here all alone. Uh, so yesterday we could have done it in the evening. It didn't happen in the evening because they were here, you know, all day, which is fine. Uh, you know, we have dogs to work and everything else, but we also have service dogs to take to Disney. And that's super fun. And I love doing that. But what's the difference between Disney and Universal? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we happen, we used to live in Gainesville. Gainesville is about two hours or so from Disney. And I tell you, I'm not going to make the two-hour drive there, spend the day in the park and the two-hour drive home. I know people do it, but I can't. I just can't. So when we were looking at moving, we were like, well, why don't we move closer to Disney? And we did. So we're about 45 minutes to an hour from both parks. Um, we're that far from Orlando. We're about that far from Tampa. Uh, we're about an hour from Gainesville. We're about a half hour from Ocala. So it's a really nice central location that we're at. But one of the reasons was because of Disney World. Now, I didn't go to Disney for the first time until I was 19 years old. <laughs> we were living up in Wisconsin. Remember, I said I used to live up there. We were living up there, and we went down. I was in college. Uh, we went down over a four-day weekend in February because we were off school. So we went there with my family. Rich and I had just started dating that December before, so I got him a purple Mickey Mouse sweatshirt that he still has. And I loved it. And I remember being down here there, we saw armadillos at the hotel and we stayed, it was then called Dixie Landing. I don't remember what it is now, um, but we, we've stayed there again. We stayed there a couple summers ago, uh, but we came down and there were armadillos and I'm like, this is so nice. I'd love to live close to Disney. And here we are, how many years later living close to Disney, right? It's pretty cool. Uh, so what we, uh, what we do is we take the dogs to Disney World. And that's where it started was Disney World. 
And it started because the first time then now we when we moved to to Gainesville, right? We lived here for 10 years, then we've lived at the ranch here for a little over two years now. But when we first moved to to Gainesville, Luke was young. Luke does not like crowds. Luke does not like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters. Disney's not huge on roller coasters, so that's not a big deal. But money was tight. You know, I mean, Rich was working. Uh, I was stay-at-home mom, you know, doing some dog training on the side, but not a lot. So it was a while before we were like, let's do Disney. I know a lot of parents bring their young, young kids. I wasn't going to be one of the parents to bring my two-year-old and say he'll have memories forever because it doesn't happen. Uh, instead, whenever there were holidays, because we don't have family close by, we would go up and visit family. And that was every holiday we'd go up and visit family, which was great because we got to see them. But I'm like, we have Disney right here. So one year we just took the leap and we went and we blocked off and went to Disney over Thanksgiving. We got a four day pass and we went there. We boarded Arrow uh, with somebody and then we boarded Zoe and Jedi with somebody else. And this is what happened that night because we dropped them off in the evening. We were leaving early the next morning because again, it was like two hours away and I wanted to be there for check-in and everything. So we were planning on getting up around six, leaving around seven. And we get a call from the guy who was boarding Arrow for us and said, Arrow got out. I thought you said he was trained, he says to me. He is trained. Well, I left the gate open at the end of my driveway because he had a bunch of acres. And I opened up his, his crate and he just took off. Like, why would you leave it open and why would you trust him to listen to you when he's met you once before? So Rich had to go out there and help find Arrow. And Arrow was fine whenever he saw Rich. And he's like, hey, Rich, let me show you where, where I'm staying at here and brought him right back there. But of course, then I'm a nervous wreck the whole rest of the trip thinking, oh, my gosh, what if Arrow gets lost again? Um, but we still enjoyed it. And so I didn't bring Arrow that first time. And uh we had so much fun. That was over Thanksgiving, and it was very crowded for Thanksgiving at Disney, but that's okay. Uh, we went back in January over um, whatever three-day weekend it is, like mid-month. I think it's Martin Luther King. Um, but we went back for that, and we got our first set of annual passes. So we went, and then the next time we went after that, I believe, was like the first time we brought Arrow. And we weren't sure what to do because, you know, you try to look this stuff up online, but it is really hard to find any information, well, any good information online that's accurate. Uh, so you look up, they do have um, the park, they have a whole bunch of different maps. And one of the maps is the disability map, right? So it has on it where the service dog restrooms are, how to do the rides, you know, which entrance to use. So I always recommend getting that, getting that map. Um, and we're going to start with Disney, then I'll talk about Disneyland and Universal as well, um, because we've done all of them. So Disney World, which is the one here in Florida, and if you don't remember, the world, Epcot is a giant globe, right? Giant ball, like a world. Disney World is Florida. Uh, so we we brought Arrow. Uh, we stayed on property uh, numerous times. <coughs> If you stay on property, they have busing that takes you to the park, to whatever park you want to go. So we'd get in line for the park and there's a handicap area and then there's like the normal line. So go to the handicap area. You have to let the people in the wheelchairs ahead of you, but you want to stay in there. Now, sometimes if there's no people in wheelchairs, that's what all the bus drivers look for is wheelchairs. And if they don't see any, they'll just continue on and start loading up the people. And you're like, no, wait a minute. So just flag them, make sure that they see you if you're doing that. And they'll let you on first so you can get on and get your dog tucked before everyone else comes on. And that's really nice because you don't want standing room only because sometimes it gets crushed like a can of sardines in there. But you don't want to be the one who's trying to stand there and people are stepping on your dog's tail and stepping on your dog's feet and, you know, poking at your dog for fun. So if you can get on there first and get your dog to tuck underneath the benches right there, you are set. So that's what we would do. Um, if we had multiple dogs, we might tuck some and put some. Um, there's a little cubby area. So like Arrow would always go in the cubby area. And that just worked out easier for him. Uh, some dogs, you know, this is where the under comes in handy because you want that. You want them to uh, to be able to tuck. And so Gypsy has a wonderful tuck and she would not have a problem with it. Um, but, you know, I also don't like them playing kissy face underneath the, the seat all the time either. Uh, so that's that's how we do that for check-in. 
it, it was never a problem. I just told him that he's a service dog. We have a question. Did you have to bring any paperwork or vet records with you when you go? I've never had to show any um, at any of the parks that I've been to. However, what I have on my phone is Dropbox which is kind of like a virtual pocket that you can store extra stuff in and have access to it from your phone, from your laptop, from your computer, from your tablet, right? So I have a Dropbox with a whole bunch of stuff and I'll use it to send you know links to clients so they can have access to the stuff. But I also have one for vet records for my dogs. So for example, Gypsy was just the vet on Friday. So we got the updated, she got her rabies. So I have a picture of the rabies certificate with, you know, gypsy rabies and the date, you know, 2019-01 for January, along with the final saying what she's had and when she's due again. So if anyone ever needed to see that and I didn't have my training binder with me, I could just pull it up on that Dropbox and show it to them on my phone. But like I said, I've never been asked to see it. Uh, whenever I make reservations, I tell them I have a service dog. Sometimes they put us on the first floor. Sometimes they haven't. Um, sometimes they put us by the elevators on the, you know, the other floors, sometimes they don't. Um, sometimes they put us by stairs. It sometimes work. It sometimes doesn't. I've got a bad knee. So stairs don't always agree with me. Uh, so, you know, you have some of that. So if you have a requirement that you need here, make sure you let them know. I like to be closest to the buses and I will take being on the third floor if I'm closer to the buses because some of these can spread out pretty far and it can be a little bit of a walk. You know, and whenever you're having mobility issues, walk isn't always the, the greatest thing, right? Always make sure you have plenty of poo bags, bring more than you think you're going to need. Uh, they have potty areas in the parks. I don't believe they have them on the ground. So we just went like skirted the edge of the grounds because of how it's laid out and, um, and find a spot for them to potty there. Really any grassy spot is okay as long as you clean up after yourself. So we've had dogs, uh, we were walking up in Magic Kingdom, we were walking up to the Cinderella's Castle, there's like a little ramp you can go up, one of the dogs that was with uh, a girl in our group just pooped right there, just decided to squat right there, even though we were just at a potty area. So I blocked people from stepping in the poo while her owner cleaned it up and we were carrying a bottle of water just in case of accidents because we had, I think, three service dogs with us and we had four people. So, you know, she picked it up. She used the water to, to squirt it down, you know, and we got rid of everything, all the evidence. Um, but it's, you know, expect the unexpected. Expect there to be poop accidents. I keep a collapsible water bowl attached to Gypsy's vest um, or something in Gypsy's vest. The, the cast members are always happy to give you water for the dogs. Um, they've given us bottles of water for the dogs. Um, they've given us extra cups with water for the dogs. There's um, water fountains. All the bathrooms have sinks. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to tank up and know that whenever your dog is tanking up with water, it's going to have to come out eventually. Uh, so at Disney, now there's the four parks. There's Magic Kingdom, there's Epcot, there's uh, Studios, Hollywood Studios, and there's Animal Kingdom. The easiest to start your dog is Studios or Epcot. Studios is going to be my first pick because it's, I think it's the smallest out of all of them. And Epcot has drunk people in it whenever they have their festivals going on and a lot of people who come for the festivals. So you want to be cautious of that. You know, don't take your dog to Epcot on Friday night whenever it's the food and wine fest because there's going to be a ton of drunk people walking around, right? Because that's what they do. Um, Animal Kingdom is good. Animal Kingdom, however, is the warmest of all the parks because of the animals they have there, they have it set up to stay a little warmer than the other parks. So in the summer, that's not fun. And there's the different animals there. Uh, and then Magic Kingdom is amazing. But to get there, even if you have park in the handicapped parking area and you don't take a parking tram, uh, you still have to go and take the monorail in. You know, it's the most walking to get in. It's the crowdest. It's the busiest because it's the best. My favorite park is Magic Kingdom followed by studios. But for the dogs, we usually do studios because it's just it's the easiest for the dogs. You can get in and out pretty quickly. And and it's small, right? So you can get a lot seen. Uh each park, like I said, has multiple doggy potty areas. So on the way there, how we go, there's no really places that you can stop and potty your dog. So when we get there, sometimes the dogs really have to go potty because it's been like an hour and who knows what they were doing beforehand. So we get in there and we try to potty them before we even head into the park. You know, we find a grassy stretch in the parking lot 
or, you know, like way in the front, like at studios, they have the boat and then they have the entrance gates and there's a big grassy area on the side. So we'll go there and, and try to get them to potty. Um, we've had them where they just potty in the mulch because we need it. You know, we need some place for them to potty. Uh, we get in, dogs do not need a ticket to get in. They come in on your ticket. Uh, and usually Disney's great. Uh, even Gypsy, we took her in at nine weeks old. So she was just a puppy. I carried her in. She had a little bandana saying, you know, service dog in training. And they just wanted to coochie cure, her, which is great. You know, there was no, that's not a service dog. There was nothing like that. Um, the cast members have always been fantastic. Nobody harasses us about the service dogs. Everyone has been fantastic. Uh, we've got ears for Arrow and for Gypsy, both have ears. And then sometimes when we take would take clients and we do uh, three day, two nights there where we would go, me and one of my trainers would go and we would bring Arrow and we would bring their dog. But sometimes they'd come, sometimes they wouldn't come. So whenever we do that, we'd sometimes pick up ears for the dog. Uh, and they're always great with that. You know, they'll sometimes upgrade the embroidery to a, you know, one of the colored, it's like an upcharge and make some magic happen. Uh, but they'd always like to get pictures of the dogs with the ears on and, you know, it, it, it's nice. There is, there is that little bit of magic, which is always fantastic. And every service dog who goes to Disney needs a set of ears. It's just a fact. <laughs> Uh, so, so, you know, we'd get the ears for them. The cast members were great. If you had any questions, like where's the closest potty spot and you couldn't figure it out on the app and you couldn't figure it out on that disability map, just ask somebody. Uh, now we did have one, one time when we were at Epcot where we got off the boat back in Morocco and they were set up for something, but there was a big grassy spot. So we brought the dogs over and a couple of them peed and just kind of like stretched their legs a little bit. And one of the cast members was like, the potty spots over there. Well, if you're not familiar with where it's at, it's over in England or over in the Africa outpost. That's where the potty spots are. And we were in Morocco. So it'd be a truck to get to either of them. One of the, our, the people we were with was in a wheelchair. We had four people and four service dogs and I'm not trucking it down there whenever we have a perfectly fine grassy spot. But as long as you clean up, you can use any grassy spot, guys. So remember that at Disney, you know, try not to be a pain. Don't be a nuisance, but you know, don't feel guilty if you can't make it all the way over there and your dog has to go potty. Um, make sure you keep your dog hydrated. In the summer, wear booties. That's for any of the parks. Um, how to do the rides. Now, there's this is true at both parks. There's some rides the dogs can go on and some rides the dogs cannot go on. For Disney, if there is a height limit, like they have to be so tall to ride, that means that the dogs cannot go on the ride. Okay, so that's a really quick and easy way to figure that one out. Uh, roller coasters, no. Water walk rides, no. Um, Peter Pan, they can't do Peter Pan. Don't know why, but they can do pirates, even though it's a water ride and it's one with the drop that you would think that the service dogs were not allowed to go on. They do. Uh, it's a small world they'll do, but they want to do like the flume ride. Um, like those are no-nos. Uh, carousel, yep, they'll do that. Uh, here, Katie asks, can you talk about moving sidewalks? and how to get on a ride with them. So for the moving sidewalks, uh, for example, People Mover has that moving sidewalk that goes up um, at Universal Studios before you get into the city park uh, area, you know, from the parking to the hub and then hub to the city park. Um, there's moving walkways there, airports have moving walkways. So what I do is if, I always try to have more than one service dog with me because a dog who's done it before, like Gypsy does, he knows what's going on more so than the dog who's never done it before. So if you just take a dog who's never done it before, they can freak out. They can say, oh, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like this weird stuff. So the best, easiest way to do it is just let's go and take them on up. Uh, I use the term walk it for get on, W-A-L-K-I-T, walk it, um, and then to get off again, walk it. That's my command. I don't know how it became my command, but it is for getting on and off the moving walkways. Um, I don't do escalators with them. Now, some I do. Arrow would do escalators without a problem. Gypsy, I have not done it yet because she has fuzzy feet. Fuzzy feet and small nails do not go on escalators. So I haven't done escalators with her yet. Um, I would do moving walkways first. Um, so yeah, we just walk it and get on. So if we have multiple dogs, I put Gypsy on first so the other dogs can see her get on and be confident with it. And then sometimes, uh, you know, um, 
you can stand still. Sometimes you can walk. It depends on the dog. So sometimes it's going to be like, let's go walk it. And boom, 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 boom. You're on it and you're going to keep walking. And sometimes you're going to just stand still so the dog gets used to it. It's the entrance and the exit that's always the spooky part. So I walk for those even if I stand for the rest of the time. Uh, and how to get on a ride. So my dogs all know place. So, for example, if we're getting on Dumbo, in that one, you it's the Dumbo, it's the elephant. So you have to walk into it or like Aladdin's Magic Carpets. You have to do that. Um, I will tell them place. And so the no place means get onto something. So they'll get into something. Okay, so it's not technically the same, but it is. Um, so I'll use place for that. Um, for Pirates or Haunted Mansion or the Little Mermaid, you know, any of those, I'll just tell the dog place if I need to or let's go. And they'll get on with me. Um, we had Gypsy at Universal and we did a couple rides for the first time. And I just told her place. And she knows place means get on it. Um, so so those are, I think, big is, is those two things is, you know, confident attitude and, and uh, in place. You know, go where I tell you to go. It's okay. Uh, Michelle says she has Amazon Prime and she can store pictures there as well. That's interesting. I have Amazon Prime and I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> And Christina says, so no dogs on upside down roller coasters. Well, they're not even allowed on the Peter Pan ride because it has a narrow base and you're like floating above the city. So that's kind of sad. Uh, Madison asks, how do you get the dogs adjusted to the intense soundtracks? Like on the Transformer Spider-Man ride, which is service dog friendly, there's loud gunshots, fire, fast shaking, etc. Madison, I have not gone on those rides yet. I'm trying to think Disney, what has loud ones. Um, Epcot, the the big ball, um, the spaceship Earth, that they, they warn us every single time that, which I appreciate because they don't know that it, I've been there a whole bunch of times, but they'll tell us that, you know, uh, there's loud noises, you know, there's Rome is, has smoke burning. Is your dog going to be okay with that? So I do appreciate that. I'm trying to think what else has been loud. Sometimes going into, they have a couple little movie theaters in studios, which is nice. If you're thinking, I want to go to the movie theaters, but I don't want to pay $10 for a ticket to see if my dog will be good sitting in a movie theater, you know, and you're going to Disney, you know, do that. And I don't spend $100 on a Disney ticket in order to, <laughs> to see if your dog would be good for a $10 movie. But if you're there, um, you know, it is neat. Now, sometimes if I know it's coming, I'll tell them. I'll bridge them. Like the first time Gypsy flew or... Aero flew. I don't know. One of them flew. I bridged them the whole time and I told them what was going on. So I tell them, you know, like, okay, here we go. We're going on this ride. Good, 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 good. Now, now here comes a big bang. Did you hear that? Oh, I know one before they got rid of it at studios, the, um, the great movie ride, they would have the, the blanks and the poop, pew, poop, pew, pew, pew. Uh, they were always fine with that. Um, you know, it wasn't an issue. I think they knew that weird things were happening and these humans enjoyed it. Um, Steven asks, is it, is it a good idea to use mutt muffs on some of the loud rides? It might be. I honestly, I don't have the mutt muffs. I don't have the goggles. <sighs> you know, like I get enough stares and questions about my dog wearing booties. I'm not going to put mutt muffs and eye goggles on her. You know, if we were running through the woods on a regular basis, or if she was sticking her head out the window while we were driving, it might be a different story. But... <sighs> You know, it's not that loud. Or if I went to concerts, I'm not a concert person much. Um, you know, if we went to a concert and I wanted to sit in the front row and bring my dog because I was weird and I wanted to do that, like I'd probably get her muff muffs and see how it goes. Uh, Samantha says, I use load up to get them on rides. Same as to get in the car. Yep, exactly. Um, Blake asks if they'd be a lot on ET. I don't know. Now, when I get to Universal, they have a map too. And they also have a brochure for disabilities. And it'll say in there every single ride if service dogs are allowed or not allowed. And one thing I like about Universal is there's a little pictograph outside of each ride. And you can see if it has service dog or an X-Stop service dog. So that's pretty neat. Um, Samantha says the only sound issue Jagger had was the cap gun they used in the Indiana Jones show. He startled and stood up and told him to settle and it was okay. But his ears still twitch when we do that one. Yeah, um, we've done... The Indiana Jones show a bunch. They've ne mine have never had a problem with it. If they do, I'll just tell them, you know, knock it off. It's a gunshot. You know, don't be a weirdo. And they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. 
So, so that's, that's one of the things that we do. Uh, now, like I said, so some of the rides are dog friendly, which means they can go on it and they have to down at your feet and the cast member will tell you that they have to down at your feet. Now, if you're getting on one that has the moving walkway, like, um, the little mermaid ride or, um, haunted mansion, which are two of my favorites, um, sometimes they'll stop it for you. Sometimes you have to ask and sometimes they'll just do it. My dogs are fine without getting it stopped. Uh, you know, it's never been an issue. If we have like four service dogs getting on, they'll probably stop it just to make it easier on them. But, you know, Arrow and Gypsy have never had problems with it, which has been nice. Um, they'll stop. You'll get on. They'll tell you, put the dog in and down. Here, guys, this is where that really rock solid down stay is going to come in handy is whenever you're doing the rides. And when you get on it, even if you have to step on the leash, step on the leash so your dog can't, you know, pop up again um, because you want your dog to stay down. Even if they put their head on the on the little like foot area and get to watch what's going on, you don't want your dog popping up. You don't want your dog in your lap. You don't want the dog freaking out. You don't want the dog running off of the little, you know, cubby walkway thing. You want him staying there. So you want to step on that leash, okay? Uh, if... For example, what is it, Star Tours at Studios, they do not allow service dogs on the ride. So what you do there is you can either do a rider swap, and for that, they will put you in a special area. Uh, if me and Rich and Gypsy go, you know, he'd hold on to Gypsy while I went, and I'd hold on to Gypsy when he went. Or you can ask them, you can tell them you want to do the use the kennel, and they will pop open a metal crate. I'll load Gypsy into the metal crate. They'll stay on guard to make sure nobody comes and steals her or pokes her or annoys her. Uh, and Rich and I can both go on the ride together. And then him or I or both can come back and pick her up. And that we've only used a couple times, but that is really nice. I've only put one dog in the kennel at a time. So this is something that only happens whenever we have just a single dog. Now, if they were both my dogs, like say I brought Gypsy and Arrow together, I'd probably put them in the crate together. But... I don't know how many crates they have there. I don't know if they'd be able to accommodate, you know, two dogs that needed separate crates, but I'm not going to chance anything. So if it was two dogs, I'd just ride or swap it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. All of them have it. You do not have to carry your own crate into the park, which is a question we get quite a bit. No, you don't need to carry it. Um, sometimes I will bring food into the park for my dog. I will bring a treat pouch. Sometimes I use my skinny treat pouch. Sometimes I'll just use my normal one that has the poo bags and the clicker and the business cards and all that in. Uh, I puppy wise puppies, I will treat up the wazoo in a park like gypsy. I'm not using a bunch of treats with her, but if I need to get a pretty picture, you know, I'll pull that treat out, especially arrow. A lot of his pictures, if you guys go back and look a lot of his pictures, he looks very serious. Uh, so if I bring the food out, his ears would come forward and he'd look cuter. So, you know, I'd bring food for pretty pictures. Um, if you're still training your dog, bring the food. It's not a problem. Watch the food in food areas. What? Like, I don't, I try not to feed my dog in a restaurant or much in a grocery store because I don't want them to be like, oh, I'm in a grocery store. I can eat anything, right? Um, so you have to watch that, okay? Uh, here we go. Some other questions. Uh, they are a lot on ET. Um, someone said, um, uh, Christina, oh my God, that's awesome. I never knew they had crates. Madison says, here's the list of rides they're allowed to go on for Universal. And she included a link. Um, Katie included a link for a trailer for the movie Working Dogs. Uh, so if you guys want to watch that, check there. And Blake said, are there any areas in Universal or Islands of Adventure that don't have an area to put your dog if it's not service dog friendly like rip rocket ride rip ride rocket or hulk i'm not a roller coaster person but i believe every single one has a place for the dog even we've done teacups at disney and whatever what is it storm force at universal that's fun with the service dog if you want to get your dog prepared for anything try that um but you know like we went on there um what is the one spaceship or not spaceship earth the inside one um, in Magic Kingdom, the inside roller coaster. You know what I mean? Over in Tomorrowland, um, there, there's a crate there. You know, you just you have to ask for it, and they'll they'll do it. At least Disney, like every single one, and I'm sure Universal's the same. Um, character experiences. We've done character uh, visits. 
Uh, I try to get pictures with the characters because I think they're super cute. Usually I'm in them if the dog's comfortable. I try to step out for a couple pictures too um, and have them. Arrow was fine with the characters. Gypsy was preferring the characters who had faces <laughs> instead of costume faces. Um, but she was doing really good at Universal last time we were there. So yay. Uh, I love getting pictures with, with the characters. It's super fun. And this is another place where the treats might come in handy. Um, you can get the signatures. You can do a scrapbook for them if you want to. Uh, just no matter which park you go to, guys, remember that the dog will tire out before you will. <laughs> so don't plan on a marathon. Uh, you know, when Katie was down uh, with Willow, we what we we got there together and then we took Willow whenever it was a couple hours in so so she got to enjoy the rest of the day there or we met up and spent a couple hours later in the day but she didn't have Willow for the whole time because that's a lot for a dog so we brought her a little back out to the ranch she slept on the drive back out here she slept here you know and then whenever they were done they came out and you know we did some more stuff um, and that's great we've done I told you we used to do the three day two night where we'd stay there at the park, which was super fun for the dogs. Um, and sometimes the owners would want to go with us. And here's the problem with that is the owners wanted to spend the whole day at Disney because they're like, yeah, but I bought tickets to go to Disney and I want to go for the whole day. And I'm like, but your dog can't handle the whole day. So sometimes we would stay at the hotel with the dog while they went out because I was done too. Um, or sometimes they just take the dog and keep going. You know, it's it's a unique experience, and I'm really lucky and fortunate and blessed to be so close that we can take advantage of it because it's a really unique thing that you can do that really accelerates your dog's learning, your dog's socialization, your dog's training, your dog's growth. You know, even to just go, the first time Gypsy went, I told you she was nine weeks old, and I carried her in. We stopped and got pictures on Main Street. This was at Studios. I carried her back to the potty area by Star Tours. We carried her back to the Italian restaurant. Um, she slept underneath the table while Rich got us pizza and little and Caesar salad. And then she kept sleeping. So we just sat and talked, which was really nice. And then we did some training and walked her a little bit, got pictures, and then left. So we didn't do any rides. We went... She slept, we ate, we got pictures, you know, it was just easy. There was no pressure at all. There was no, but I have to go here at this time and then here at this time and here at this time. It was just here. This is this is what I'm working on today is I just want to get her here. I've also done, she was, I think around five months old and we went to studios for the fireworks and the laser show at night. And we're working on focus and she is just staring straight at me and all these lasers are going off and all these fireworks are going off behind her and she didn't even turn around and look because she was, you know, she was getting her treat, she was getting training in, but we went just to expose her to the fireworks, which was neat. Um, Susan says, Sammy tells when he's done, right? And Samantha says, we do a two to four hour break during the middle of the day at the hotel and we rest while my husband takes the kids to the pool. Yeah, yeah, I like to go in the morning and then go back for like 12 or one o'clock until about three o'clock or so, and then go back for the evening. And getting that, that nap, that rest in for me helps me out tremendously. But now we don't really stay at the hotels there because we live 45 minutes away. So if I'm exhausted, Rich drives home. <laughs> I try to drive there because I'm like, I'm usually good on the way there, but on the way back, I might not be. So, um, so yeah, so we'll do those. Uh, dining, like so I don't feed the dog from the table. Uh, you know, they, she just tucks under. I'm trying to think what else, what other questions do you guys have for Disney World? Um, it's super dog friendly, the cast members. So any, here's my rules on <clears throat> who can pet my dog and say hi to my dog. Any cast member that we're doing pictures with, any character is a, totally allowed to pet my dog if my dog's comfortable with it. So like Baymax, she's a little bit unsure of. So Baymax doesn't get to pet Gypsy. But most everyone else, like her favorite is Kylo Ren. And we haven't seen him in a while. So we've actually, um, you know, he's the one we always get our pictures taken with. Uh, you know, that's not a problem. If he wanted to, he doesn't go and pet the puppies, you know, like Snow White would pet the puppies. Um, Tinkerbell pets the puppies. Cinderella pets the puppies. The princesses love them. Oh, and if you go to Princess Hall, it's a fast pass, but you can get two princesses, uh, which is really neat. Any advice for the Pandora Avatar characters? I didn't know they had any there. I will have to check, especially now that it's cool here so we can go to all of them. 
But uh, this year so far, we've just gone to Universal three times and Disney zero, which is sad. Um, so yeah, yeah, we try to hit them. Um, we know little different hidey holes where they're at. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll, they try to help make magical moments, which is really nice. I really, really love Disney world with the dogs. I've never had any problems. Really. Oh no, I did. I had a problem. Arrow's first time there. We, this was before I had my disability placard for the van or for the car. So we had parked in the normal parking lot, which means you have to tram up. So it's hard to do that with the service dog. So what we found is at Disney World, if you tell them that you have a service dog in the car with you, even if you don't have your disability placard or you don't have one at all, a lot of times they'll tell you to go park in the service dog area or park in like one of the front spots. Okay. Or not service dog area, in the disability area, right? Even though you don't have a, a placard on. So we didn't. So we were trying to get, you know, me, Luke, and Rich, and Arrow in one of the aisles. And it's, oh my gosh, and then trying to get him to turn around. Anyway, so we trammed up. We had gone, I think, to Magic Kingdom the day before, and this was Epcot. So we trammed up, and we're, we're in line to tram back to the parking lot. And the guy comes up, who's manager of that area, and he's like, "There's you, you can't be here. What do you mean I can't be here? We don't allow service dogs on the tram. So it's funny, because I trammed up here a few hours ago, and I trammed yesterday with them. No, no, he's not allowed, because he's a service dog. And he's not allowed on the tram. And I said, you show me where it says that. And I start recording him. Very, very upfront. And, you know, I'm recording you. Uh, and so he said, let this car go. Let car go. Let this car go. Let this tram go. And the next one I'll block off. So it's just you guys in that whole tram car of like, what, 16 rows. Like we'd be the only family in it. And I said, fine. I'm getting out there. I'm not walking down to the, the car, you know. So that's what he did. And it was very embarrassing. And I, on the drive home, I was so worked up, Rich drove home. So I'm on my phone and I'm contact us for Disney and complained and they apologized profusely. And they said that um, he would, they would instruct him on the proper things about service dogs. And yes, they are allowed to be in the tram with the person. But like I said, uh, we have the handicap placard. So now we park in the disability parking, which means we don't have to worry about that. Um, Blake asks, are fake service dogs worse at Disney or Universal? Disney. Yep. Fake service dogs are worse at Disney. And I'll tell you about that when I get to Universal. Remind me. Okay, next, Disneyland. So a couple years ago, conference, our IACP conference, which is International Association of Canine Professionals, was out in California. So we went out early. Uh, we went to Hollywood for a couple days. And we went to Disneyland for five days. And it was super fun. And I loved it. Uh, mostly the same thing as Disney World with, you know, the, everything, you know, uh, the rides that are dog friendly, the crates for the rides that aren't dog friendly, um, that you can potty your dog. Actually, the big grassy areas at Disney World, right, Disneyland, they have little gates so you can go in there and potty your dog in there. Like, this is so nice. Well, whereas they're locked at Disney World and you can't do that. Um, but Disneyland, you can. Um, different rides. So that's actually where we did the rider, uh, the crate for the first time. And that was at that Star Tours, I think it was. And then uh, we did the Indiana Jones ride as well, uh, which they don't have here because it was the Indiana Jones ride, not the show. Um, and we created Arrow for that. So Luke and I went on the ride together because um, it's another one that the dogs couldn't go on. But still, like, it was fantastic. The characters were amazing. The cast members were amazing. Like, I really want to go back to Disneyland. And I like that Disneyland and the California Adventure is a little smaller, not as busy. So it was a lot easier. Um, you know, there wasn't all the, the heavy crowds to deal with. So Disneyland, just as awesome as Disney World. Okay, but we've been there. So yay. Uh, Universal Studios. So we started this this year. Like I said, we've gone three times. Um, now, fake service dogs are worse at Disney because Disney usually doesn't ask the two questions that can be asked. And those questions are, is that a service dog required because of a disability? And what task or tasks has the dog been trained to do? Right? Those are the two questions. And any gatekeeper can ask you those questions. Now, that means if I go into the store, the person at the, the door there, the manager, they can ask me those questions. But that means that, like, the stock boy can't ask me those questions. Like, the weirdo lady who's pushing a cart on aisle five and, you know, she's a shopper. Like, she can ask the questions. I don't have to answer them. Um, those questions are from the gatekeepers, right? Not the key masters, but the gatekeepers. 
So Disney does not ask. I wish Disney would. All they have to do is have, when you're getting into the park, just ask those two questions. Like most people are going to know how to answer them the right way anyway. But I feel like it would be something that would help. Okay. But they don't. Which, you know, I'm happy to tell you, Florida has uh, service animals in training are allowed to go places just like service dogs are. So it, I can take a nine-week-old puppy because it doesn't say that the dogs have to be six months old or the dog has to pass a CGC or the dog has to be, you know, a year old with a service dog and his public access and stuff. Like service dogs in training are allowed. So that's why I take them out at eight weeks old and nine weeks old is because I can. Now, you might not be able to do that in your state, and I do apologize if that's the case, but I can in mine. Uh, so, you know, taking a puppy in, you know, Disney's great about it. But we've also had numerous times where our little yappy dogs or giant lab dogs um, or, you know, we've had pit bull dogs. Like, they see my dog and they just go after it. And it's not my dog because it's happened with Arrow, it's happened with Gypsy, it's happened with Rue, it's happened with, you know, the different dogs that we've had brought in. So it's not my my one dog who all the dogs go after, that's baloney. It's these dogs are reactive to other dogs, period. And it could be like, hey, I want to go say hi, but it's not. It's like, I kill you now. Um, here's a question that pertains is, Kathy asks, have they ever asked your... Have they ever asked you to have your dog perform a task? They cannot do that. They can ask what tasks, and you can tell them, you have to tell them without explaining what your condition is, which is difficult. Um, so a lot of people don't do that. So if the dog's a diabetic, they'll say it's a diabetic alert dog. They'll say my dog's a diabetic alert dog. They don't say necessarily like he monitors my medical condition and alerts me before I get too bad, which is what Gypsy does. Um, Gypsy also does light mobility, so task-wise is retrieve. She'll pick up things that I drop. She'll get underneath my legs to raise them if I need to, and I can use her a little bit for brace, more for a steady than to put pressure on. Um, those are usually, like, she'll stay with me during an event. She'll help reorient me afterwards, and she'll ground me for it. That's Gypsy's tasks. Um, still a work in progress on some of them because she's only a year and a half old, but you know, she's got some really solid ones going, but they can't say perform monkey because that doesn't, it, they can't, they just can't. Um, now if oh, there was a video, did you guys see the video? Like, I think it was last year, maybe the year before at a Texas ballpark stadium and the girl was trying to get in with her, I want to say Chihuahua dog, um, that she had a vest on. And she was like, well, he makes me feel better. It's not a task. Well, he, he makes me not sad. Still not a task. He has to do something. His presence alone is not a task. Okay, so if um, he alerts to my anxiety, right, he helps, um, he can do deep pressure therapy because he's a Chihuahua, um, something, right? Um, he'll pick up things that I drop, like pen caps, because he's little. Um, he, um, he'll monitor my medical condition and alert me before it gets bad. He'll, he can't block and cover because he's a chihuahua. But, you know, like there's different things he can do, right? And that's, you just tell them. So you can lie up, you're the wazoo. What's he do? Oh, he's my diabetic alert dog. Oh, you're diabetic? Nope. But don't lie up the wazoo, okay? So Disney, they don't ask. Now Universal, there's the parking garage, right? And then you go in and there's the hub area where you have to go through the metal detectors and all. Every single time we've gone in there, the security guard has come up to us and asked. So this third time, whenever we went, is they come up to us and he's like, I've got a question for you. I said, yes, they're all service dogs and service dogs in training and here are their tasks and one, two, three, and whenever their tasks and he says, you've been here before. And I said, yes, I have. And I appreciate that you're asking the questions that you can ask. Um, now we've seen three other service dogs at Universal. One of them was a black lab over in Harry Potter who did amazing, totally ignored us. I don't even know if he saw us, but ignored everything. And that was perfect. Another one was a dog in City Walk who sees us and starts pulling towards us. And then the third was a dog in that hub area who, again, sees us and starts pulling towards us and the girl's hanging on for dear life. Come on, guys. And then I read on one of the Facebook groups for Universal that someone tried to get in and said that their dog was their emotional support dog and that they weren't allowed in and they had to turn around and go home. And I'm like, good. That's what should happen. Like, that's fantastic because impersonating a service dog in Florida is a crime. 
yay, yay, I'm so glad that that happened. And of course, everyone's like, oh, you should be able to let your dog in. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. So Blake says, I had one person at the theater I used to work at say their dog's task was to sit. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah, people are happy. My dog sits and paws, kind of. Um, and Kathy says, would the answer to this be they are for medical alert and that would be acceptable so you don't have to reveal too much of your personal condition? Yes, so you can do that, like medical alert and response. Um, he monitors my medical condition and lets me know before it gets to you know bad levels. Uh, because medical alert, a lot of people are just, medical alert, medical alert. And it's like, ah. you know, maybe a little more, but I don't have to say I have neurocardiogenic syncope and he lets me know before I pass out right? I don't have to get into detail about that. And sometimes if you do, like they'll start da, 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 and cover up their ears so they can't hear you. That's maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but it was a funny. So, uh, so yeah, so you want to say it without really saying it. And it might take some time to think about what it is. And here's my recommendation, guys, is to practice that. Because whenever someone asks you and you're tongue-tied, like, I don't know what he does. Like, no, have, have what he does, right? Um, he can have multiple things. Like, I don't have to go through Gypsy's full repertoire of what she knows. I just have to give him a couple or one, you know, depending. Uh, and then sometimes it's on their vest. Like, uh, we have Dusty in right now. He's a diabetic alert dog. And on his vest, it says diabetic alert dog. Like, it's right there. You know, so that I would not have a problem saying he's a diabetic alert dog. Now, for me, for my medical condition, um, I've had people, what's it before? You know, medical alert. Oh, like diabetic alert dogs? Yes, like diabetic alert dogs. Because it's similar, but it's not the same. So I do really like that Universal asks, you know, and they say, you know, is that a service dog required because of a disability? And what task or tasks has a dog been trained to perform? Because that is perfect. On um, both parks, you have to go through the metal detector. How you do that with your service dog is you have your service dog sit, wait while you go through, and then call them through. That's how you do it. Sometimes they'll want to wand you. Sometimes they'll want to wand the dog. I don't want them touching my dog. So if they need to see, like, what's in her vest or they need to take it off, I will take it off and give it to them. Or I will open it up and show them what's in her pockets, but I don't want them touching her because I don't want her getting used to like people can just come up and touch because I think that's rude. Um, if you have a nine week old puppy in training, what do you say their task is since they are still learning? Sarah, that is a great question. So that's what I tell them. I'd say, you know, she, she's a, she's a service puppy. She's a service dog in training. Her task will be this because again, service dogs in training in Florida have the same accessibility as fully trained service dogs. And one of the things I have on my phone is let me find it here. It's, um, you know, you can make up those little squares. I have an iPhone and then you can put things in it. So here's, here's mine. I have one for service dog in it is the ADA frequently asked questions and the Florida statute for 13.08, which is all to do about service dogs. So if I do have any issues, I can pull that up and then just find it right here where it says, do, 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 do. Come on. It's like way down here. Any trainer of a service animal while engaged in the training of an animal has the same rights and privileges with respect to public facilities and the same liability for damage as provided for those persons described in subsection three accompanied by service dogs. And any person who knowingly and willfully rep misrepresents himself or herself through conduct or verbal or written notice as using a service animal and being qualified to use a service animal or as a trainer of a service animal commits a misdemeanor of the second degree punishable. You know, these two must perform 30 hours of community service for an organization that serves individuals with disabilities or for another entity or organization at the discretion of the court to be completed in not more than six months. So the people who are like, hee hee hee, look what I'm gonna do. Like, get the proof send it on and blah, because I don't know how many people have been prosecuted for that yet, but there needs to be more. I know a woman in, in Gainesville area who claims she trains service dogs. And I'm like, but you don't, <laughs> you're not qualified. Your dog's not a service dog. Stop parading him around like he is. Um, but yeah, so I have that on there. So I am set. Everyone has like, how many people have phones, right? How many people don't have phones? Like none. Your phone probably has camera on it. So if you're in the middle of an argument with somebody, just whip out your phone and start recording. 
make it blatant that you're recording them. Don't try to be sneaky, but then you have the proof for it. So like I said, I do like that, that Universal does ask. Um, getting into the parks now, D Disney and Disneyland have disability access passes, which are great. And what it does is it works like a, a fast pass. So it's good for two months, you know, because I'm a resident, I get it, and it's good for two months. So I get it like six times a year. And <clears throat> I get it. I can go say, oh, I want to take this ride. Um, it's an hour wait. So that I can come back in 55 minutes uh, and, and or later and take that ride. So I don't have to wait in that line because I can't do lines which is fantastic. During that time, I can use my other fast passes. I can get something to eat. I can go to the bathroom. I can take a nap, right? Um, Universal has the same thing, but it's really hard to get, like really difficult to get. Now, we got it last time. We did not get it the first two times we were there, um, even though the first time we asked, the second time we didn't because I was annoyed at them. Um, but the third time we were with a friend who has gone before and she got it for us. And that was really nice because... You know, you could just skip right through and get to the elevator and go up. You didn't have to walk all the way down here and back and down here and back and down here and back and then walk around there to get to the elevator. Uh, you know, that really worked out well. Um, sometimes at uh, Universal, at the Islands of Adventure, we went on that Storm Force, the teacups ride. So we just asked them, how do we do this with the dogs? It was, I think, a 10-minute wait. Whenever it stopped, they just brought us on. They got us situated in there. Now there's the big pedestal in the middle, so the dog has to curl up around it. And one of the dogs was pretty big. Um, Holstein was there with us, and he's a pretty big boy. Sammy's a pretty big boy. And then Gypsy was there, and Loki was there. So out of all of them, Gypsy was the smallest at 65 pounds. Um, so we, we got them in there, and that's going to be great for whenever we do fly with them. They can curl up like that. And they can deal with all the, the force, the storm force, right? Uh, so they did that for us. Now, they didn't have to. We could have had to wait in line, but they got us in. Then we walked over to the Dr. Seuss area, and we got in the train up in the sky. And that was the first time we had done that. Uh, and, again, we, we told them. Uh, I think she showed them that we had that, not Disability Access Pass, but Universal Studios version of it. So we got over... Uh, you know, up the elevator and, you know, we didn't have to wait very long. I think there was like one car that loaded up and went and then we got to go. So it was nice because again, with the service dogs, you don't have all day with them. They're going to tire out. So you need to make every second count. Um, so I really, really liked that about Universal. Like I said, that they ask and I really didn't like that. It's really difficult to get that access pass. Um, so you don't have to wait in line and you don't have to deal with people like poking at your dog and stuff. Um, now at Disney, if it has a wheelchair entrance, usually you can take that. So they switch stuff around, but um, Haunted Mansion used to go like this back way and get on at the exit. The last time we went, you got on the normal way, like how everybody gets on. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, it's a small world. You go down the exit, which is the wheelchair ramp, and they load you on that way. So there's there's different things that they'll do. So it's just, it's best to just talk to them. Whenever you get there, just say, can I do this? Can he do this ride with me? You know, how does this work? And you know, some things I've said is like, well, I'm stupid. Help me out with this because I don't know what I'm doing. And if you're quiet about it and you're like, well, just stand in line and like, it'll be fine. You know, you might find out that you stayed in line for nothing and you didn't have to. Um, Susan says, Sammy tried to ride on the slippery seat and then curled up. Aww. Um, but yeah, so Universal, I like that. Um, Universal reminds me of how Disney used to be whenever I first went when I was 19 years old. And the fact that it wasn't as crowded as Disney is now. Um, the characters were walking around and you can stop and get pictures taken with them, which was really neat. Rich got Betty Boop. We saw Popeye walking around, you know, whereas Disney had set up in a queue and you have to wait in the queue. Like Scooby-Doo, yeah, the, it queued up. And so like I'm fine to wait to get a picture with the Scooby gang. Um, but it wasn't as bad as some of the Disney lines for pictures. Like we still have to get one with the girl from Brave, Merida. And we have not, in all the times that we've gone, gotten one with her because if she's there, the line is so long. It's ridiculous. And I really want her picture. Anyway, uh, so we, you know, it, it's it's a little different that way. Um, not as crowded. So that's nice. So if you're thinking, ah, first time, do Universal. Just be prepared for those two questions. <clears throat> um, I said being there three times, ex excluding our group, we only saw three other service dogs. 
that's not bad. I can see three going to Disney once, you know, for one outing, not always. Um, but a lot of times we will, like we were at the monorail at the ticket center to go in there. And there was a dog there or the pit bull dog who was trying to go after my dog. Uh, we were in Epcot around the back and there was this Pomeranian pulling, lunging and barking at us at the end of his flexi lead. You know, it gets some aggravating, it gets very annoying. Uh, Universal, we did the Harry Potter ride, um, the train from Universal to Islands of Adventure. We've done that twice now. We need to do the, the return trip, um, but that's neat. Uh, there's the Harry Potter area is, of course, the most crowded because it's Harry Potter, um, but it's also really, really neat. So you just need to watch. Like we went in Diagon Alley and we had to watch the dogs because it was hard to see them. Um, which wasn't a problem. Like nobody tried to step on him. It wasn't that crowded. Uh, whenever I was there before, Rich and Luke wanted to go in one of the shops and it was so crowded. I didn't want to go in one of the shops with Gypsy. So we just sat outside and it turns out we sat by one of the wand things. So people kept coming up and doing this to us. And I'm like, what are you doing? Cause I didn't know. Um, so, you know, you, you do have that um, same rules. They do have potty areas. Now, one thing I also like at Universal is they have the potty stands set up like um, at dog parks, what they have, like the doggy do potty station thing. So they'll have the poo bags there. Um, they have the, the trash thing there. So you can just dump it in the trash thing. One thing I don't like for either park, because both of them have them, is a lot of times the dog potty area is near the smoking area. And that I, the smoking really aggravates me. Uh, we had a client come out the other day and she stunk a smoke and I couldn't get close to her or her dog. And I felt so bad and so guilty, but the smoke really bothers me and I can't breathe afterwards. So, you know, having to potty my dog past, you know, and walk through the smoking area to get there just isn't my favorite, but that's true at both parks. You know, they're trying to be accommodating to everybody and they're like, put the dogs by the smokers. No, don't do it that way. It doesn't work that way. Let me know what other questions you guys have as we're wrapping up here. Um, character pictures, we've done the Scooby Gang a few times. Um, Dory, Dory the Explorer and Diego. Um, we've done Bart and Marge, um, SpongeBob. So, you know, like we've got some pictures in, uh, which is really neat. Uh, and, and it's easy to do, you know, like they know what's going on. Um, Velma comes up to us and she tells us that, you know, like Scooby's cousins are here. So, you know, we'll go over and say hi to Scooby. Luke, oh my gosh, when he was younger, he loved Clifford the Big Red Dog and he loves Scooby-Doo. So he's like, he was meant to be a dog trainer. I mean, this was before I was even training dogs. This was super young. So one year we went to Ocean City, Maryland for vacation because that's where my mom went when she was a kid. I went when I was a kid. So Luke went when he was a kid. And uh, we were playing the boardwalk games and Clifford was one of the toys. So we, we were playing that one for him. And so we got him like all the Clifford characters and like the big red dog. And that was his favorite for the longest time. And then he started liking Scooby-Doo. So, you know, we got the Scooby-Doo video games and we get him Scooby-Doo stuff. We have Scooby-Doo ornaments on the tree. So, you know, seeing Scooby-Doo and the gang there, like that was when Luke was young, you know, like that was from when I was young too. So we'd like checking, you know, going over there and get our pictures with them. And even if we've gotten them once before, I will get them again and again and again because it's fun. Um, you know, they like it. I like it. It makes good pictures. Okay. Uh, but you don't know until you do it. So I want you guys to, to try them. Um, Six Flags. Right. There's those. There's like the little amusement park things. There's like the county fairs. You don't have to do Disney. You don't have to do Universal. Like. I do because it's awesome and it's my favorite. But you can try some of these other places too and see what's going on. Check your state's laws so you know about service dogs in training. If you have a service dog in training, if you do come down here to Disney World or Disneyland or Universal um, for vacation, you know, I want you to have a little bit so you know what to expect because it is. It's the most magical place on earth. I am so fortunate to be so close that I could use it uh, for training and I can go there all the time. You know, Rich likes to go there and eat, um, especially with City Walk. He loves that whole idea of all those restaurants right there. Um, you know, whereas Disney doesn't have that. We'd have to go to downtown Disney, and I don't want to do that. When I'm done, I'm done, and I want to go home. So our website is dreamk9.com. We do have our service dog training program where we work with owner trainers. And we have our dream dog program where we work with pet dogs and dogs with behavior issues and puppies. Okay, don't have to be bad. You just have to want to make them better.
okay? But we also have that service dog, and it's a unique program because we only work with owner trainers. So we do not provide fully trained service dogs for you in three to five years. No, we work with owner trainers, and we help them train up their dogs to be their service dogs, which is really neat. We have a podcast called How to Train Your Service Dog, which you might be listening to this on that podcast. If not, why aren't you listening to this on the podcast? Seriously, go ahead, subscribe, rate us, and share us because it's how we grow, guys. It's how we get the information out there. Um, so I really love it whenever you you vote us like five stars and you tell your friends about us because I love podcasts. Going to Jacksonville this weekend for a workshop. And it's about a three and a half hour drive from here. So I will be listening to audiobooks and podcasts and talking on the phone the entire time. Uh, we have our Facebook group called How to Train Your Service Dog. We also have one for online members only if you are doing our service dog online course. Uh, and How to Train Your Service Dog.com. So How to Train Your Service Dog podcast, Facebook group, and .com. I'm not very original when it comes to names. Uh, we got one more question here. Samantha says, any advice on doing character pictures for the first time? I've never done that with my service dog, so I don't know if you'll be okay with non-face characters. And Susan says, truth works, right? Exactly. You've got it right on the nose there. I couldn't have said it better. So Gypsy did not care for Baymax at Disney. She didn't care for some of the characters where you couldn't see the face. The princess says she was okay with, but... The other one, she wasn't. So that's a story I was telling myself. And I talked about this last week when I talked about the stories that we tell. So what we did is after we did Scoob and the gang, I had put treats in my hand. So Rich was there with Loki and I had Gypsy. And we put treats so I could redirect. Well, Gypsy's trying to crawl into Velma's lap and wanted to, to hold her magnifying glass that Velma has because Gypsy loves to hold stuff for people. And uh, so she was great with it. I don't even know if she realized Scooby was there because there were so many people there. But then afterwards, there was Bart and Marge. Now, they have their, their big yellow people, you know, big costumes, clearly not human-human. And so we had Sammy go. We had Loki go. And then whenever it was Gypsy's turn, I got that food in my hand because she knows the lore, you know, follow my hand. So we did that. And she got right up there. Bart reached over and, and she smelled him and he pat her a little bit. Like I said, I, could, I let characters pet my dogs all the time. Not a problem. So I'm like, here we go. This is what we're doing. And she was fine with it. We did great. She got an amazing picture um, with Bart and Marge. We got a couple of them, but Rich cut off the top of Marge's hair. So we only had one that we were going to use. Um, but she was great. So I'm like, that's fantastic. So the story I had been telling myself that Gypsy doesn't do good with um, costume characters, it was holding me back. And, uh, but I did make sure I had some treats because we had four service dogs that we were meeting up with and in case we needed them. Um, and it worked and it worked beautifully. So yep, Susan's got it exactly is treats work. Treats work really well. So um, yeah, definitely do that. Tell your dog what's going on. If you have a, another service dog watching them or if you have kids and they can go out and do them, you know, it works out real good. Um, Madison asks, which workshop in Jacksonville? I'm going to Ann Baxter, who has um, DOG of Jacks, and Duke Ferguson is coming in. So I think there might still be an opening if you're interested, Madison. I went to Duke's last year. Um, Gypsy and I went whenever she was only three months old. It was last November, and like a year ago, November, not like two months ago, November. And it was fantastic. Um, and I'm doing that. One of the reasons is because I'm going to Bart Balone's workshop the end of February in Duke is certified in his knee popo style of training. So I'm hoping you give me some tips. <laughs> Plus, Anne and Duke are friends and I haven't seen them for a while. I haven't seen them since conference. So I want to see them. Uh, Kenny asks, where do you find all these characters? That's the secret. So a lot of the characters at Universal are over on the Universal side. I'm not on the, I'm sure they're at the Islands of Adventure. But um, but yeah, so, so there's over there, as you're walking down the road, um, there's, you know, the Hello Kitty. We saw Hello Kitty, but we don't go get pictures. Dora and Diego were just right there. Um, the Scooby gang was by the car. Across from that was the um, Marge and Bart. And then they had Homer was up by their bus, their tour bus thing. Um, the SpongeBob and them were dancing in the streets. And it was all on the way to a potty stop, actually. <laughs> we're like, okay, here's the potty stop. Let's go over here. And it's kind of, it's back by the SpongeBob store at Universal. So we're kind of heading back there and there's all these things that we got to take pictures of. So that was really neat. Um, and then Disney has them usually mapped out in a Disney secret spot with where the characters are 
in um, Epcot all around the world. They'll have them there, which is really neat. So we've got, you know, Mulan from that. We've got Snow White from Germany. We've got Alice in Wonderland and Mary Poppins over in England. We got Belle was in France. Um, Jasmine and Aladdin were in Morocco. So, you know, you, you get to kind of figure out there and that's all up on the app. And I think it's included in the little paper for the day. Um, but in the Animal Kingdom, uh, where the Tree of Life is in that forest, they used to have the characters you'd wind through there. You'd meet Pocahontas, you'd meet Tarzan, you'd meet the bug people, you know, flip from Bugs Life. Uh, so that was neat too. But yeah, you just, a lot of times you just kind of stumble upon things. Um, but if you go as often as we've gone to Disney, you kind of, you know, you, you learn. Like you learn where the best spot is for the parade because you get to watch them coming and going. Um, can you post pics? Actually, this is great. If you guys go to our Instagram, which is um, at Dream Dogs, D-R-E-A-M-D-O-G-Z. Um, you can scroll back and you can look because I always post all the pictures up there. So you're going to have to scroll back quite a ways because we have pictures. Um, we, we used to have our own service dog one. So probably the old pictures aren't there, but you'll see, you know, all the latest ones, you know, probably from this past year, you know, they'll be up on there. So then you'll get to see them and you'll get to see what we do. You'll get to see Gypsy's latest. Um, we try to get a picture of all the dogs whenever we go as well. Um, so the four dogs is what I use for this. If you guys were on Facebook and there was the picture of the four dogs, that's Gypsy and Loki and Sammy and Holstein. And that was from uh, like what a week plus ago, a little over a week ago, whenever we all went, it was super fun. I loved it. And I cannot wait to do that again. Okay. Any other questions guys? Cause it's time to feed the dogs. <laughs> okay, so next week we will be back. I do not know what our topic is. If you have any topic suggestions, let me know. Um, this weekend is uh, the first weekend in February. I'm leaving Friday. Workshop Saturday and Sunday, and I'm coming home Monday. I did not want to come home Sunday night and drive in the dark when I'm tired from a whole workshop weekend. So I decided to stay an extra night. So me and Gypsy get a girl's night, a girl's weekend. And it should be super fun. So I will let you guys know how that goes. Uh, and I will talk to you next Tuesday night. Bye, guys. <laughs>